Hey, healers. Welcome to She Move Me podcast. Ah, wild and wise alchemy. Uh, as of lately, we've been unraveling a lot together. So I want to prepare you, your hearts and minds, for a shift, perhaps a little different direction today. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about currency, energetic currency, and how it flows in and out and through not just our lives, but generationally through our blood and uh, genetically and our family pathology and all of that. I have Rashida Thomas coming and you are in for a treat. Enjoy. Hello, sunshine. Rashida. (laughs) Hello. How art thou? I am excellent. How are you? I'm well. It's so good to have you here. This has been a long time coming and uh, I'm finally, I'm I'm glad I'm finally able to share a little bit of you uh, with some people as I have an issue with sharing at times, but here we are. Welcome to She Move Me. Thank you. I'm grateful. Um, I'm happy you're here. The first of many platforms um, where you'll be speaking and eventually we'll be doing this live on the stage. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I did. I I did a little bit of manifesting real quick, like just then. I sure did. Real quick, but you know what? I'm right there with you, and I see it, and I receive it. Yes. So we're going to dive right in. Um, We already had our introduction a little bit. I have been sharing, uh, if nothing else, people know your face. But I want you to take a few minutes and tell us who you are. Who is Rashida S. Thomas? Mm, Rashida S. Thomas. A woman that was a high income earner, but still living paycheck to paycheck and trying to figure out, okay, why am I in this cycle? What is it? What is it that I need to heal that is keeping me on this financial roller coaster? There has to be something greater. So she decided, okay, just with a simple sentence, I am open to receive Mm. and embarked on a beautiful journey of healing and self-discovery. That is who she is. Yes. So it's the I am open to receive that started it all. That literally, literally started it all and I had no idea the ju- <laughs> baby okay <laughs> I am the- open to receive let's talk about that a little minute since we're here we might as well sit for a minute and yes. jump into this this vortex of I am open to receive these mantras and um affirmations and the law of attraction and all these manifesting phrases can you tell the people what they can expect when they take these 
to when they when they take this on as a practice. So everybody's journey so, is going to look different. Mm-hmm. That's one. Yeah. Two, once you say that you are open to receive the individuals that are in your life, like the, well, your healers that will appear, they're going to appear for you with ease. It's not mm-hmm. going to be forced. Nothing. My journey was like you, um, my life coach, the meditation studio. I got all of that stuff. Yeah, came to me with ease. Literally, um, it's some work. It is a daily practice. Yeah. Your daily practice will look different. And you taught me something. Your spirit is going to need something different every day. Mm. So there are some days I get up in the morning. My meditation is very every day. There are some days where I can't, I, I have to just listen to meditation. It just depends. Mm-hmm. it's going to look, as you say, your medicine is going to look different every day. Yeah. Just from I'm open to receive. Just from I'm open to receive. And there were moments where I was like, who, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> who, who is this? And you're going to have people in your life that may not understand your journey, but as long as they respect that you are going through a journey, yeah, then that's all that matters. And there are going to be people that just don't get it at all and, not, and are not supportive <clears throat> in that journey. And yeah. that's okay. And you're going to have to let them go. So let's talk about the journey that this statement took you on. Um Bridging who you are mm-hmm. with what you do. Give us a little story, medicine. How did you get there? Why why are you in finances? Cause, why? Because my finances was a mess. <laughs> and I right, had right. to piecemeal my financial education together as an adult. And I I don't want that for us as a black community to have to continue to piecemeal this together for us to be able to thrive. Yeah. And just my own personal finance story. Um, Just the concept of abundance. That's, that was something new to me maybe like four years, four or five years ago. Because I grew up there. I just, I grew up in a household where, and no shade to my parents, but like the word abundance was not readily used. Um, Mm. How we talked about finances, which people don't understand, how finances are talked about in your household when you're growing up, what that experience is like in your household when you're growing up impacts your relationship with money as an adult. Say it one more ooh, one more time. Say say that again. How finances are talked about in your household 
and your mm-hmm. experiences with finance as a child as you were growing up impacts your finances and your experience with money as an adult. Yes. Yeah. So that is why I tell people, and I had to get to a resolve, that the financial experiences that I was have, I had as an adult, a lot of it was not my fault because this was learned behavior that had to be unlearned. Mm-hmm. And was deeply rooted in the experiences that I had as a child. You know what? I'll say this. When I had a crystal bed meditation therapy session, I saw an image of myself, a younger me. And I was mm. like, what does this mean? And we had a specific, I remember that image because it was in a video. And I was four years old and it was a seesaw. And so I kept mm-hmm. just on this journey, like, what does the seesaw mean? It was indicative of my finances going up and down. <laughs> so I had to deal with my inner child, which I knew nothing about and had to learn. And I had to learn to talk to her and figure out what she needed and what how she needed to feel safe. Ooh, right there. So that I yeah. can get the financial abundance and security that I desire because she wasn't secure my finances wasn't going to be secure here's a here's a dynamic I want to um, insert right here mm-hmm. and um, don't stop the story because I, I want us to jump in a little bit more but I just have to pin this right here this rhetoric and and it's becoming more prevalent of course to something the pandemic has done for us has allowed all of us to fall into this collective healing Mm -hmm. whether you get it from spiritual tiktok whether you get it from an increase of um self-reflective posts on instagram Mm -hmm. all of us like everyone has access now like there's no excuse to say i don't know what to do i don't see it i don't see how this has anything to do with this it's there it's readily available absolutely so i've been seeing more talk about ego inner child work um mirror talk self-talk catching your patterns and it's beautiful it really is. It it makes me feel so good inside and out to be able to 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 know that it's not just me and my woo-woo sessions and conversations with my clients, but people are actually being open about it and sharing this information. And here's uh, a dynamic that I've seen because you know, the hum- our human brain, our humanity wants to categorize things and wants something it has to make sense so it needs to be put in a place Mm -hmm. for it to make sense so when I access my inner child I don't necessarily have to be on the therapist's couch Mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's not always you know crying and rolling on the floor and spitting up stuff and it it may not look like that either Mm -hmm. um but actively what you just said just asking her asking him every day what do you need the the understanding of this is also I'm accessing and tapping into my inner child not just to manifest not just to draw things to me for the law of attraction not just to pull up the 
toxic and traumatic events. Mm -hmm. And so then someone will ask, well, why do I need to talk to my inner child about money to get connected to money? Mm -hmm. Let's make that connection. What does that have to do (laughs) with money? As, As you just said, though, the experience I have as a child dictates what I do as an adult, mm-hmm. even with my finances. So what is what has that practice been like for you with accessing your inner child more, talking to her more, giving her space and permission more in terms of how you see that affecting your the way that you handle your money in this life? It was understanding so that seesaw, the up and down, there was something mm-hmm. that happened in the park that day. Because I saw it, but I couldn't get on it. And I was told that I can't get on it. And I remember saying, I want to get on the seesaw. Mm. Like, it's on video. I want to get on the seesaw. And in that moment, that stayed there and traveled with me as an adult because she was not able to experience that in that moment. And whatever emotions arose from not being able to experience that in that moment, which can seem so insignificant. Very subtle. Very subtle. But traveled with me and manifested into something else throughout the course of time as an adult and it showed up in my money. Mm-hmm. Literally. Literally. Like that's why I say and you said mirror work there was I had to look myself in the mirror and forgive myself for the financial mistakes that I made. Yeah. And that was a game changer because we can sit up there and we can beat ourselves up and sit in that shame, get on that shame cycle. And then the the same shame. So you feel the shame that makes you want to hide and get you into a place of inaction stuff builds up. And then you still don't want to take any action. And then you looking up and you like, man, how how in the hell did I get here? Mm-hmm. Shame and blame. Shame and blame. And and this and this is from personal experience, as I know that that you can identify with. But even so, shame from our our point of origin, our origin story, and then when we're so attached to the story, that's where we identify as victim, and we start taking blame in the story. And it's it's so ironic to me that <laughs> it's the story that brings us shame mm-hmm. but it's the story that we cannot let go of that we also hold on to because it gives us a crutch to blame mm-hmm. my 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 parents were gamblers my mm. mom was irresponsible my dad was um absent so obviously money was absent mm. um there there was just and I'm this is my story there were gamblers all through mm-hmm. my family mm-hmm who also showed up in church and gambled with the money in the church as well. So coming from a, and I'm, I'm seven generations preachers kid now, wow. 
seeing both sides of the world from ministry and the secular world and being told what you can and cannot do. But somehow that important piece about what I should and should not do with money was left out. But my little eyes saw and observed and watched everything. Mm -hmm. So, so then that becomes the way that I walk, the way that I live, move, and I have my being in my young adulthood, in my 20s, in my early 30s, where I can, with a fine tooth, look at every little detail. And I know people who can identify this, but avoid either looking at my bank account mm -hmm. or the other extreme, overchecking mm -hmm. the bank account too much. Absolutely. This this anxiety that and 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 it's it's from one extreme to the other, the high highs and the low lows surrounding money. Does is that is that sound familiar oh, to absolutely. you? Absolutely. They're roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. That roller coaster, a high high and then a low low, and you like, and when you in that low low, you like, dang, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. But I had to stop and being mm -hmm. like, why? I had to work to examine, do the work to examine the why. Continue to be curious yeah. about why, and it's it work to put these pieces together so that I can resolve. The why. And it's going to be mm. continuing to ask yourself questions. Okay. I'm on a roller coaster in finances. Why? What is the root of this? What is the root of this? What is it that I need to do to work to resolve this? Why am I? Why am I? What am, why am I functioning? like this yeah getting to the root of it and asking yourself the the tough question sitting in sitting in your financial mess that was another thing i had to sit in my financial mess and it does not feel good but it's necessary to break to break that unhealthy cycle yeah it's so necessary because you're going to have to sit and you're going to have to be with yourself. And a lot of us don't like to sit with ourselves. We run from it. And don't factor in finances mm. in it too. Oh, we really don't want to do it. <laughs> because I had to see, I had to say, this lifestyle that I'm living right now is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable and I'm struggling trying to keep up with it. And it's only creating more mess and keeping me further from my destiny. So let's let, let me, let me push you further into your story of medicine. Mm -hmm. What was the breaking point for you that I let, I, I want to get to the tangible application. Mm -hmm. um, and of course my takeaway is, is always how can, um, Anyone listening or the average person, whether they they actively want to deal with money and currency exchange mm -hmm. every day or not, what was the indicator for you that something has to shift? And then how did you initially shift? Because when your finances are not together, 
it is going to show up how you perform in your job. Mm. If you a business owner, it is not going to allow you to flow how you need to flow in your business. And I got tired of, like you said, having the high highs and my bank account is good to my bank account looking like shattered glass. And I'm in this, oh, okay, let me stop, pay this. And let me call them. And let me, that shit gets tiring. Mm-hmm. I got tired of it. Because it's exhausting. Yeah. So I had to sit in it and be like, why, why, what is this? What am I needing to believe more in myself so that I can stop this? What is it that I need to heal so that I can stop this? Like, because we, this is not, this is exhausting because it was so, it was exhausting. Yeah. And I got to a point where I was just tired. I'm like, okay, I'm tired of this. Like what, what, what I got to do to get up out of this? Because I'm tired. And it's impacting my, it's impacting work and it's impacting how I show up in my business. The flow is not there. You, you, when your finances are not together, it is a struggle to get out of the bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. Physically hard to get up out of the bed in the morning. It can be a struggle. Yeah. I have seen the difference with when my finances were together and they were not necessarily where I wanted them to be. I got I got up. I got up. I showed up different. I got up out of the bed different. My energy was different. Yeah. What I attracted was different. That's that's a really good um Oh, and I I talk about this all the time in terms of just taking assessment and allowing your body to speak to you because our bodies will literally it's literally. a cheat sheet. It's it's literally the mm-hmm. code to everything. As you know, you you're working with emotional codes yes. now somatically and how they show yep. up in the body. <clears throat> so anything you want to know in terms of progress, in terms of um what serves you, what does not serve you, people included. Yep. I often would tell my clients, just notice how you breathe when someone walks in the mm-hmm. room. Or do you open mm-hmm. up? Or take yourself when you're getting ready to walk into a bank. When you get ready to pick up your phone to check your mobile banking mm-hmm. account. When you get to a point where you actually know you have to pay a bill or an auto draft is coming. Mm-hmm. What happens physically? somatically what is shifting in your body is your heart racing is your breath trapped in your chest in your throat is there pressure in your head are you tensed up anything else contracting around the neck and shoulders these sudden like everything because we know that emotions are directly tied to physical manifestations inflammation and pain in the body yep so for me to be able to take a financial assessment and ask my body, how do you feel about this? That's powerful. Mm-hmm. For you to be able to recognize the difference between money's good in my life and I'm jumping up out the bed to 
money is not where I need it to mm-hmm. be in my life. And you feel mm-hmm. weighted. It's pressure. Mm-hmm. God, that's good. That's so good. Okay, take us take us further. So we got the telltale signs. Mm-hmm. Where did you start? Where where did you give me a tangible point of origin? Where do you start to turn this around? You cannot start if you are not aware of where you are. Mm. I had to yes. sit and look everything. Who do I owe? How much? What is the monthly payment? Mm-hmm. What is the interest rate? Mm-hmm. What are all my next bills? How much am I? What are my variable expenses? Because also I made the correlation when I am stressed, I emotionally eat, and that shows up on my bank statements. <laughs> so I had to sit in that and I had to adopt a healthier behavior when I have it may have a some type of day where stress gets to me. I have to I have to eat healthier I either need to get the contents from the store and cook it myself or I just have to be mindful and not overdo it and go ham and just eat that big colossal meal and then follow it up with a with a dessert that's just good and rich well it ain't rich rich when it's flowing through my body (laughs) and then that or or the drinking Cause that 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 so the the stress, then you emotionally eat. It shows up in your back. Also, as well. Mm. Yeah. So that that decision and understanding what type of spender <clears throat> you are, and taking I had to literally look at it. What bills am I behind on? What am I current on? All of my debt. All of my reoccurring bills and my fixed expenses, I just had to sit and look and see. And then work to get current on all my bills and then figure out how can I improve my cash flow? What is it that I can let go, but it's not letting go from a place of lack? Because there is a time when I was just rapidly paying off debt but I forgot about myself in the process and I neglected myself. So when you talked about those extremes, I had an unhealthy response and then a healthy response. Healthy response is not Mm. forgetting myself and neglecting myself. An unhealthy response is just fully neglecting myself and just going ham with paying off debt. One extreme, One extreme to, the, to other. the other. Literally. Wow. Wow. I I have to highlight something you just mentioned that I can't let go of because what I heard was the, the energy of abundance being misdirected, which when people understand words have a duality to it and it's just energy. Abundance mm-hmm. is abundance mm-hmm. either way. And you could be abundant with weight. You can be abundant in your consumption of food (laughs) and because you want to feel abundant and you want to feel Mm -hmm. rich but the energy is misdirected and your communication is off and not knowing how to align what you want with how you want to feel with what you're saying with your actions 
when it's misdirected, I'm going to eat rich food, food that's really, really rich, that's going to make me feel yeah. like crap, but I want to mm. feel rich. And I'm going to eat an abundance of food, and I'm going to spend in abundance, but I want to feel abundant. The, the, well, abundant is there. It's just misdirected. It's just in the wrong place. So if I just see with a different lens that I actually have abundance in my life and there is the energy of rich is in my life. It's just in that's the wrong good. place. Ooh, that's good. Thank you for, for bringing that up for it. I needed to see the duality mm-hmm. there and understand that spirit shows no favor. I know black culture, less mm-hmm. than highly mm-hmm. favored. Mm-hmm. I know. That's that's what mm-hmm. we've been taught. But what you say, the universe takes what you say and, and with your action and what you do, and it does not differentiate at all the two. It's going by what Literally. you're telling it. Oh, you say you want abundant, but you're eating a lot. Well, that's abundance. Mm-hmm. Now, it's up to us to direct the energy because we have autonomy, because we have power, because we're co-creators. And that's where your will comes in, where you can speak and direct that energy where you want to go. But it's the fear, as you just said, everything comes from two places, fear, love. It's the fear and like, do you know how many of us, I'm not going to even say people. Mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. us in general are just afraid to talk about yeah. money it's a huge fear fear yeah yeah so you left off on fear or making room um mm-hmm. not out of lack making room not out of lack but just mm-hmm. open, open mm-hmm. to receive, mm-hmm. not avoid, open mm-hmm. to receive. Let's pick up there. And then I had to rewire my belief system. I had mm. to pinpoint what I needed to unlearn and relearn it. I had to have the belief that I have the ability to get up out of the financial situation that I was in because it all starts with your mind. What are you saying mm-hmm. to yourself about your financial situation? What are you saying to yourself? Are you consistently saying you broke? Then you're going to be broke. You're going to continue to be broke. Because you ain't saying nothing different. Even in your mind. It may not have came out of your mouth yet, but you're thinking it. So you got to refresh. Then if this is a temporary situation, this is not permanent. That you're making a permanent decision. About. Permanent judgment about. Yes. So I had to reshift my thoughts and my belief system. Affirmations was something that I just, I didn't get hit to until a few years ago. And understanding the power of them and how that I was able and how I needed to use them to rewire my belief system. 
I had to also learn. Mm, this is another thing. I was looking back at notes from years ago from a therapy session and I was just talking about just how I was tired and because it was a place I just there were multiple deaths in my family I had health issues going on Mm -hmm. I was just emotionally spent and I talk about how my relationships were not balanced it was just people required Mm-hmm. for me because I did not have boundaries when you don't have when you don't draw up boundaries of how people can access you how do you expect to be able to flow in your gifts and purpose to be able to create the financially abundant life that you desire because if these people consistently pulling at you and have access to you how you expect to get any anything done you sitting up there mm-hmm. taking on other people's mm-hmm. problems and energy, which is an issue that I had because I wanted to feel some type of value <clears throat> because my self-worth was lacking. Oh. oh, Lord, you just keep going further. And because okay. of that, it showed up <laughs> in my finances. Yeah, yeah. The savior savior complex. complex. You wanting to feel value. You wanting to feel that worth. You overextending yourself. So me overextending my energy transformed into me overextending myself Mm -hmm. financially. Yeah. And further staying in that cycle, in that, um, that financial roller coaster because I would I would say I'm good, then make a decision to overextend my financially, myself financially, hit bottom, call my way back up. I'm good. And it just would keep going until I was like, all right, it's enough. Like what we what we gotta do? What is this? But it was tied <laughs> to my self-worth. Literally. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And it's hard to come to like sit in that and being like dang I really thought I loved myself now nah, you gotta love yourself on a different level you, you're you finding okay. out that you have to love yourself on a different level and you're responsible for filling yourself back up because you can only serve from a place of overflow you who's are. responsible it you can't are. come. And I'm supposed to serve from where? From, from where? From, from no. So not in my cup, but what, what goes into the it. saucer? What's, what's overflowing? All of that. All of that. Because I, <laughs> I, I used to rely on people to fill me up. But then when I started to sit in, my, sit in myself, I was like, ah, oh, dang, girl. Girl, you was you responsible for this and not people. And but you mm-hmm. and you have to make it a priority. So you can't be out here bibbity boppity boo and you know you at a place where you need to fill yourself back up. 
Cause that them bottle, <laughs> Bibbity, you can't, Bibbity you can't, them bottle Miss Mimosas is not gonna fill you back up. Listen, that but that that's where so the we money resides. Let's talk about where the money resides. <laughs> no, ma'am. Where the money resides, it ain't with the mimosas, honey. No, because let me, let, me, let me do something. Okay, let's say, listen, you you feeling you feeling jazzy. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You got to rush. You do the bottle of mimosas. Bottle of mimosas about okay. $25. Cool. You get you a nice little cute little meal. So we about a fifty dollars. So you feeling all jazzy? You feeling well, you got a little groove going? You're like, oh, let's go on and hop to the next place. By the time you look up, you like, I just spent about a hundred, two hundred dollars. That ain't where the mm-hmm. money reside, and then you you you're full, <laughs> good and full, <laughs> and then you gotta eat something to soak up that liquor, <clears throat> and that's some my money. Mm-hmm. I mean. It, it can escalate real quick. Especially if it wasn't your initial right. intention. If you did not have the intention to go where the money reside in the bottomless mimosas and be $150, $200 in, you left with a full belly and a depleted, depleted spirit. spirit. Because that is not the medicine that you needed. Yeah to fill yourself up because you did not prioritize yourself and say no just in that moment because you know you needed to fill yourself up in the way that you know you need to. Yeah. I, and I want to make this distinction because if you listening and bottomless Ooh. mimosas is your thing, have, have at it. And we're not saying that you cannot enjoy. We're just using mimosa as a point of reference but if whatever your thing is if it's traveling a vacation if it's splurging on shoes and clothes if it's the drinks wh- whatever it is that the intention behind it it's it's the core intention yep why you're doing it what's the yep. feeling that you're left with because if guilt comes behind it if guilt right. is there while you're doing it again your body is giving you the intention already it's telling you you don't really want to be here you don't really want to do this you don't really believe that you can find joy in doing this because you're still doing it with a closed hand and and that's another perspective if i'm gonna do it if if i'm on a fast and i choose to give myself a cheat day you best believe i'm gonna cheat my ass off and i'm gonna enjoy it it ain't gonna be no guilt i mean i'm gonna eat I'm I'm gonna eat it the the most organic, cleanest, richest piece of fish or shrimp if if that's what I choose to do. But I'm gonna do it with joy. I'm gonna match it with joy, trusting that it is going to fulfill my body and my mind and my spirit the way that I direct it to. But I can't have a cheat day and then I'm sulking over the mm. thing that I'm cheating with. Matter of fact. I'm going to even take the term cheat out because that already comes with a negative connotation. And I'm just going to say yeah. I'm treating myself. I ain't cheating on nothing. I'm treating myself today because yeah. I deserve it. Not because I earned it, but just because I can, because I'm limitless and I can do this. It's my body. 
My body takes directives for me. My body trusts me. It trusts the things that I put in it. It trusts the places that I direct it to go. It trusts the transactions that I involve it yeah. with. I really think sometimes this boils mm. down to trust and the mm-hmm. lack thereof. I'm going to ask you to, to move further into how mm-hmm. money, financial healing, let's let's go to financial healing, how that has has pretty much become yeah. a lifestyle for you. Now, we make the correlation between mm-hmm. finances and healing. Um in in this field in your in your line of work what has come up for you in working with other people that has been a resonance for you or a surprise anything that has surprised you or anything that has been a resonance by working with others with similar stories i, I would say before we get there a lot of people don't talk about that in between that in between where you have sat in your financial mm-hmm. situation, you're making the steps, but it's like, but it's like you're feeling like you're waiting on that breakthrough. Yeah. What you do in between that space is so critical. How you're talking to yourself in that space is so critical. You not focusing on, I'm waiting on a breakthrough, I'm waiting on a breakthrough, I'm waiting on a breakthrough. Because you continuing to have mm-hmm. that type of focus is not going to allow you to get there faster. And that in between, yeah. hard. It's, it's a, it's, it's, you're going to have some days. Cause I didn't have, I had, I had, I had days. Days were like, bro, I'm sick of this. Like, I, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm tired. I had, conf- I said, I'm yeah. tired. What are we doing? <clears throat> I am tired. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Like, even. So you talked about the financial healing and how it's become a lifestyle and how it impacts how I serve others. There have literally been, so the the healing journey that I have been on and the things and the scenarios that I work to heal, I just literally, I would get, I would be able to pinpoint, oh, so your relationship with your mama, how she talks about money to you even as adult, is still impacting how you experience money, and it is and like making those connections because I was able to make the connections in myself. So my healing mm-hmm. is literally is necessary because my healing allows me to help people with their generation, their own healing, and their generational healing. So I don't have a choice. That's an important, important. I don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Because the people that are assigned to me, I I don't have, I got to show up. I have to continue on this journey 
the words that they use are things that I have healed. Money shame. Mm. exact scenarios being behind on a specific bill and I wasn't even out of it yet I knew it was coming I wasn't even out of it yet but still was able to help somebody else and I'm like oh god you real funny <laughs> I said this is what we doing today I said this is what we doing jokes. today cool got god it got cool jokes. got it Yes. So you're going to put my, my ministry and my purpose right dead smack in the Every, middle of where my mess is. That's what you're going to do? So I ain't got no choice but okay. to keep going. Because I'm going to continue to get that cl- that specific client that I'll be like, oh, okay. Because it allows me to recognize yeah. that unhealthy cycle that they're needing to break. It's allowing me to dive deeper with them. So, so, so the type of clients that you mm-hmm. attract that you are intentional about Mm-mm. are not just business owners. Um could be parents or married. millennial single uh married um cuz and and I'm I'm intentionally highlighting this because I want people to I want people to see there is no respective person in lifestyle when it comes to actually sitting with truth and and Mm -hmm. finances and healing that you can get the same Mm -hmm. level of healing Mm -hmm. and assistance, Mm -hmm. whether you have Mm -hmm. a husband or wife, whether you are single and whether you have children, whether you don't plan on having children, it it doesn't matter. Um, And I, I think subconsciously people don't know that they cancel themselves out or feeling like they don't deserve this kind of attention or nobody's really going to want to help me in my situation because I'm not a small business owner. You know, in this pandemic, everybody's talking about what I should be doing with my money and starting a business. What if I don't want to start a business? What if I'm just, I'm okay. I'm And that's okay. What if I'm okay being a part of a team, working in corporate America, being a teacher, reading books to kids, and and that's okay. Can I still mm-hmm. look at my finances? Can I still make a correlation to how I show up and enjoy life is directly connected to what my point of origin is with money? Yes. When your clients come to you for that discovery call, what is that what what does that entail without going into too much detail, but just give us an idea of what we can expect so I asked with the question, that. How is money talked about in your household? Yes, I'm going to take a look at the numbers and see what type of debt you have and see how you budget and whatnot. But I'm you, you we got to deal with the money mindset first. And that's another thing. I it wasn't until I addressed my money mindset that I was able to really break up out of these cycles. 
what the is the money mindset, mindset of the belief that it's even just as simple as saying I have more than enough because sitting in that shame and not and having that mm. unforgiveness with your self regarding the financial decisions that you made will continue to the place take you to a place where I don't have mm-hmm. I don't have enough so just shifting yeah. how you speak about your current financial situation envisioning where it is that you want to go not what other people say because too often times people be like well such and such told me I should do be doing this and I should be doing that it's your money it's your life what do how do you want it to look like for yourself because we got to have the vision first and then we work to address the beliefs and the mindset and then we can get to the numbers because personally, mm. my parents and bless them, but they bailed me out of so many financial situations, but I would find myself right back in mess because I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't deal with the mindset piece of it. And I wasn't ready to sit down with myself and figure out what are these cycles that I needed to break to stop coming back to this place of rock bottom. So mm-hmm. throwing money at the solution ain't going to help it. You got to get to the root. Oh. Throwing money and you got the solution. You got to get to the it. root. You got to get to the root. And it was interesting that you talked about the type of people that I help. And I'll be honest, as a single woman, I was ready. And I had married clients that were coming to me. And I was like, I'm going to refer them out. Why? Even even though mm-hmm. I am a single woman, I can still mm-hmm. help them pinpoint that origin of their money story, mm-hmm. what their experience was, how mm-hmm. it was, walk them through it. I still have a place and ability to serve them. So that's something that I had to resolve. That's right. Literally yeah. last year. literally last year literally and I thank you for helping me understand that my coaching experience and how I serve is money the the numbers is just not is secondary and I'm seeing Mm -hmm. that more and more the numbers is secondary it's the mindset piece. It's the cycles. It's the belief system that we are working to resolve first. And then we'll take a look at the numbers and building that financial foundation. Right. It's the currency first. And it's the, the even getting to the root of why we even use mm. water analogies to explain money. We don't even mm. really talk about that. Yep. Flow currency yeah the purpose of Mm -hmm. be like water and then knowing which seasons as I'm still water but in which seasons am I going to show up as ice or steam or flow I'm still water now I'm apply that to the financial currency, the energetic currency mm-hmm. of money in my life. 
where I've had seasons where what 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 happens to your account mm-hmm. when they freeze? Why do we say mm. your accounts are frozen? <laughs> it it's an element of water. Yep. It's still it's ice now. And then there are seasons where I become steam. It's this ongoing, it's it's very it's a very subtle energy of a consistent blow because mm-hmm. wind comes with that as well. That's good. And then there are seasons where money, mm-hmm. the currency is river-like. Is it downstream? Is it upstream? Is it a consistent flow? Yes. How is it flowing? You spoke yeah. about trust. And yeah. When you talk mm-hmm. about these seasons and recognize these seasons, you have you have to be you have to trust your gut and move forward as such. Because not doing so yeah. will not allow you to capture the takeaways that you need in those specific seasons to get you to the next. Literally. Mm-hmm. The things that you were the, the things that mm-hmm. you were supposed to grab and put in your toolbox that you need, like you'll miss it if you're not following your good and and staying energetically in that flow for whatever season that you are in that you describe. Literally. That's good. That's good. Oh, so good. Rashida. All day. We could talk about, we, we could talk about this forever. This is, and, and I never would have thought money and and the financial healing and energetic currency would be a topic that is one of my favorite. I just, I love spending time here as I've become more comfortable and um, really accepted my identity, what that looks like in the world of currency, energetic flow, manifesting. Mm -hmm. It's so juicy and delicious to me. I love that, but it didn't, I didn't get here overnight. I did not. And I recognize, you know, that many of us, those of you who are still mm. not here, you may be in the hallway, <laughs> as my granny girl would say. You're not you haven't quite opened the door. You might not have even placed your hand on the doorknob, but you in the hallway to this kind of juicy, delicious, just free fall conversation surrounding money. I need you, Rashida, to let people know um First, that it's okay that they're safe, but how can they get in contact with you and get connected with you and all the things Absolutely. that you are doing? Um, I want to do, I do want to talk to the people in the hallway because um, I was there. I was there. You have to, you have to have the belief that you are worthy of whatever it is that you desire. It's about the worth and it's about recognizing your power. Mm-hmm. 
and walking in it. I didn't, I, mm. and it's also about community as well. Mm-hmm. And you recognizing how, how does that, how is that yeah. impacting my life? Do I have more people in my life that is pulling from me than pouring into me? There has to be harmony. <sighs> and you're probably still in the hallway because you don't have that. You don't feel that you are worthy. You are not ready to sit and sit in it. Sit with yourself. And really figure out what, what I got to do. And that's okay. That's okay. But just know you being in the hallway is that other side. And although it's going to be some work and it's going to be some shifting, but if you desire a specific shifting in your finances, that you're going to have to shift your mindset and you're going to have to shift how you maneuvering. The conversations that I'm having now. Yeah. I wouldn't have any type of conversations last year. Literally was just talking to a friend about that this week. What? And be mindful about, for my people in the hallway, be mindful of how you showing up for yourself. Because as you say, Kara, how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's it. So how you can find That's me. That's it social media um i'm consistently on ig that is a platform that i am consistently on and it's rashida r-a-s-h-i-d-a and then s period thomas is where you can find me my website is rashida s thomas.com so yeah hit me up You got a money um, challenge going on right now, too, right? Ah, Can you tell us a little bit about those who have participated? What's the goal with this money money challenge? And begin evaluating and ask your questions about your belief system. And how you are showing up for yourself. And really paying attention to who is around you. And is it serving, best serving you? And then taking a look and taking a look at your current financial situation. Because you are not able to change anything, change nothing if you're not aware of it. So having that, raising your level of awareness. Yeah. Literally, so that you can start making those shifts. Most important. It's the awareness. It's the awareness for me. Yes. That's it. The awareness. Uh, We're going to talk about this on the podcast. So if you are here after the podcast, welcome. This this would be a nice little nightcap conversation. Get you a little drink, (laughs) some warm, a little tea. Cover your feet up and and dive into this conversation. Um, 
but we're going to really unpack more in the podcast, some tangible steps that you can take. And those of you who want to join in a personal money challenge with Rashida, um, we'll talk about that on Sunday as well. I am just so grateful for your existence. First, let me say that. I'm grateful that you exist, that you have breath in your body, that you came into this earthly plane, that you chose this kind of assignment, that this is the way you show up in the earth. I'm grateful for that. And then to add some buttercream icing, because that's the only icing I prefer to the cake. You're my friend, um, came by way of a client, but friend, soul friend. And I just honor your assignment and the work that you're doing and all that I see. And uh, <laughs> even when my vision surpasses <laughs> what you may be prepared for, I'm still just uber excited about this financial therapy season that you're going into. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to give you a quote and I want you to just put your sauce on it and give it back to the community in a way that really serves um, the way that you show up in the world. So it's by Denise Froman. Your wound may not be your fault, mm. but healing is your responsibility. The wound, W-O-U-N-D, may not be your fault, but healing is your responsibility. Can you give me a little interpretation of that in the financial language? What does that mean? No, you have to make the decision to no longer say, oh, that's just how I was raised. Oh, that's that's just how I'm going to be. You have to love yourself more to really say, the wound may not have been by me, but that healing needs to be done. Because it's a different type of love to, to go on that healing journey. It's a different type of courage to go on that journey to say, mm-hmm. I don't want to stay in this place that may have came here from the wound that was created. You have to make the decision to say, I don't want to stay in this space because I have greater, greater is for me. Greater is for for me. me. And for me, not wanting to address that wound and that healing, what is at risk? Mm. What's at risk? Mm-hmm. Now that's a real check and balance. Absolutely. That's a real that's check and balance. Rashida, I love you to life and I thank you for saying yes to this. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. And um, I want all of you to understand money shame is real mm. uh, but so is abundance 
And so is your energetic being being limitless. That is also real. Yes, yes. All right, good people. Let's stay lifted and let's be well. Thank you, Carol. And I'll see you soon. Thank you, Rashida.